Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. Our hope is that you, our listeners, will be inspired by our guests and will want to go out and find a way to make your own difference in the community. I think it's contagious, and when everyone helps, it makes a greater impact. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Because I live and work in Waukesha County, I'm always interested in the statistics for our county. Doing some prep for the show, I found out that Waukesha County is the second wealthiest county in Wisconsin. Ozaukee County is the first, and it's the 172nd wealthiest in the nation, according to a June 2022 study from Smart Asset. It's considered one of the best places to live in Wisconsin, quote unquote, with a population of just over 72,500, and it's the highest earning county in Wisconsin with an average income of just over 89,000. It says that living in Waukesha County offers residents an, an urban, suburban feel, and most residents own their homes. There are a lot of bars and parks. <laughs> That's the information that was on, on Google. Sounds pretty inviting, right? If I were relocating here, I think I'd like to seek out a home in Waukesha County, especially with the, the plethora of parks that are available. But what are the not-so-pretty stats about our lovely county that is said to be one of the best places to live in Wisconsin. Well, in my research, I came across something that I thought was worth discussing. I learned about Alice. Now, you may be an Alice. Alice may be a friend or a relative. Alice may be a neighbor or an acquaintance. Alice is an acronym for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed Individual. Alice is defined as someone who earns just above the federal poverty level, but less than what it costs to make ends meet. Alice represents the data reshaping the dialogue on financial hardship, and it's a grassroots movement that's picking up steam across half of the United States and counting. So according to an Alice study, 23% of households in Waukesha County are living in poverty. And in the city of Waukesha, almost half of the population at 46% is living in poverty. So here to talk about this and how it affects homelessness is my first guest today, Joe Nettesheim, Executive Director for Family Promise of Waukesha. Welcome to the show today, Joe. Thank you, Jill. Really happy to be with you. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to share some information about Family Promise. Well, we're excited to hear, be educated the, this morning. So tell us about Family Promise and how you serve families experiencing homelessness. Well, Family Promise is focused on serving low-income families and families experiencing homelessness. Our goal is to help them become independent and self-reliant. We really want them to have their own home at the end of the day, and we do so by providing shelter. We actually use single-family apartments. We have six apartments at the moment uh, that allow families to stay for up to 90 days. We also try to help families remain in their home. If we can prevent them from becoming homeless, that's such a better option for them. Um, it keeps them in a stable situation, um, and then they're able to help their families thrive. Wonderful. Well, tell us why. We often like to know what drives people to, to do the work that they do. So what's your why? Why are you involved? 
Well, for me, housing is such an important issue. It's a basic need. And if you are in a situation that your housing is unstable, um, it's really chaos for you um, and particularly for the children. Uh, for me, I grew up in a family. I'm the youngest of nine. I have seven sisters. Wow. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> seven sisters. <laughs> yeah, being the baby with seven sisters is kind of an awesome experience, and maybe it explains why I like to be the center of attention. <laughs> you probably got a lot of nurturing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it was an awesome experience growing up. You know, I remember that we had um, seats at the table. It was always the same seat at dinner. Um, playing board games and all those kinds of things. It was a very formative experience. I think of the holidays and how much fun there was in our family. And then I start thinking about the families that we serve. You know, how do you play a board game if you're living in a car? Hmm. You know, that's it's a really challenging situation. And so I really think, of course, we're helping families with their basic needs. But this is about the stability of the family and that also lends the stability of our community. So um, that's one of the things that has really motivated me. Um, also, when you think about it, if there are families in our community that are homeless, there's something amiss. That's mm -hmm. not right. There's, it, it speaks to um, an issue or a dysfunction that we, I think, all can look at. And so we really want to help. Um, we know ideally every family would have their own home. Well, and you said before, too, that homelessness impacts families and the community, right? Absolutely. So uh, my wife is a kindergarten teacher, and one of the things she says, and I know this isn't just her, there's studies that show this, that one of the biggest impacts on a child's education is how often a parent reads to them when they're growing up. Um, and so, again, how do you read to your child if you are, one, focused on where you're going to be sleeping that night or if you're trying to read in the car? And so um, this impacts families on such a basic level. It impacts their nutrition, mental health issues, and eventually all of that comes back to impact our community. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not an isolated instance. Sometimes people want to say, what's well, their issue? It's just about them. In some way or another, if a child is dropping out of school and it impacts their ability to get work, that's going to come back, and we're all going to pay for it uh, in some way or another. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Family Promise often mentions serving the hidden homeless. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things. Waukesha County is a wonderful place to be. Um, we are doing pretty well financially as a county. Um, and so sometimes I can't tell you the number of people that come up to me and say, you're helping homelessness in Waukesha County. Does that really exist? Mm -hmm. And they're even more surprised when they find out that it's families. That's not necessarily the perception of it. So it's a, it's a hidden issue. People don't look for it um, and don't necessarily see it being there. The second issue with that is the families themselves. They know the, what, where they're at. Um, they also want to keep it hidden. They want to keep it quiet. We have a, a family in our shelter right now uh, where the mom told us she did everything in her power to make sure the teachers of her kids didn't know they were homeless. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a pride thing as well. You know, it's, there's a sense of stigma that comes with homelessness. And so as a family, you don't want your kids to be feeling that and you don't want others to be thinking that of you. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I Googled Waukesha County, it says that we're the second wealthiest county in Wisconsin. And I think uh, unless you're made aware of it or maybe unless you experience it, you have no idea or it's just not on your radar that that type of thing exists, right? Um, 
due to COVID, you guys had to make some changes in your programs. So what do they look like now? Yeah, so um, right now we provide shelter to families by utilizing apartments, single family apartments, and that also kind of takes away some of the stigma. It also gives them a sense of independence and a sense of responsibility. Um, so that's really been a shift that has worked well. And we've also started providing rent assistance and utility assistance to help families stay in their home. Um, from what we have seen that for every um, thousand dollars that it takes to shelter a family, um, it's, um, I'm sorry, it's a thousand dollars to prevent homelessness. If the family loses their home, it's $15,000. Oh, so, okay. so just keeping them in their home is so much better for them um, and it, it makes sense financially for all of us. Mm. And so you you provide rent assistance. You um, kind of try and uh, remove or at least lessen that idea of stigma with that family. Do you have programs that you offer within uh, the organization that help to educate in yes, different ways? absolutely. So... Um, every family, whether they're receiving uh, financial support or whether they're in our shelter, we have a case manager that works with them. In the shelter, they meet with them two or three times a week. Um, they, they look at what are the obstacles for them to being housed. You know, if it's a financial issue, we help them get into a financial literacy class. Okay. Um, and if there's other issues, we look at those as well. And the, the beautiful thing is we don't you know, a family leaves shelter, we don't just let them go. We continue to walk with them and support them for up to a year after they've left the shelter. Nice. And I imagine it's case by case. So whatever each family needs, you put some resources, wrap the resources around them for their individual yes, needs. Absolutely. Nice. So you started your outreach with space that churches provided, and then you acquired an apartment, and now you have six apartments, right? Yes. Uh, that's awesome. That's some great, great growth that you're experiencing. So with the percentages as high as they are, who do you decide to help? We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back to discuss that further. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Joe Nettesheim, Executive Director from Family Promise of Waukesha. So we said in the previous segment that 23% of households in Waukesha County are living in poverty and 46% in the city of Waukesha. So how do you possibly decide who you serve? Yeah, so there's been uh, a tremendous amount of phone calls for shelter, and we have exceeded um, already the number of uh, applications for prevention than last year. Um, so there are choices that have to be made. And we first start by our mission is to help families who, are, who have minor children. And then secondly, um, we are focused on Waukesha County. So 100% of the families in the prevention program are from Waukesha County. It's about 60% of the families in shelter are from Waukesha County. So that's, that's primarily our focus. It's interesting that when we look at the population of the people we serve, about 70% of the families are led by a single mom. Um, and that, so that just, I think, says how brave and how courageous these women are um, in what they're experiencing. Um, and a lot of the families we find, you know, that homelessness itself is a traumatic experience, but they've experienced some other trauma before that. Maybe it was a broken relationship, a lost job, or a health issue. 
And not too long ago, uh, we had a family who applied for assistance for rent. Um, the mom was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and the doctor gave her about a 40% chance of survival. Mm. Um, so she had surgery, um, and we ended up helping her with a few months of rent, having uh, lost her job and, and just couldn't keep up with her rent. A few months later, unbeknownst to us, we had another applicant who lost their apartment to a fire. It turned out that this was the mother of the woman who had had um, a brain tumor. And oh, so um, it's, it's things like that that affect people, health issues, natural disasters, losing a job. Um, we have a woman in the shelter now who's gone through a divorce. Most of the families that we are helping are just on the edge. They can't withstand an unexpected expense. Um, you had talked about Alice before. They don't have those assets set aside mm. to be able to survive that. And, and those are mainly the families that we see. They're working families um, that are doing their best to keep up, um, but something comes along that, that um, challenges them. Mm. And so I imagine those are, those and maybe others are some of the reasons why people are homeless, right? Yes, um, absolutely. So I do think there's a stereotype that people who are homeless, it's because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're lazy. Um, and it just hasn't been our experience. There's been other things that have contributed to that. Um, there's a quote that goes something along the lines of the opposite of poverty isn't wealth. Um, it's enough. Mm. And we're seeing, particularly with the increase uh, in rent, uh, rent in Waukesha County has gone up 11 11%. The uh, average cost of an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment in Waukesha County right now is 1350 mm. Our families aren't in a position to be able to pay that. Um, so um, those are contributing factors. And then the amount of affordable or workforce housing that's available, it just isn't there. For um, There's a statistic that says for every 100 households, that need affordable housing, there's only 26 available. Well, that math doesn't add up. Right, right. Know. There's a disparity there somewhere, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, what are your challenges going forward then? I think th what I just mentioned is actually the, the largest challenge. So we, again, we have a family that's in shelter. Um, the mom is making more money than she ever has, about fifteen fifty an hour. Um, landlords are asking for about... Um, for their, their salary to be, um, not to pay more than 30% of their salary towards housing. And that, that's fair. I understand why they do that. Um, but our families can't make that. And so the lack of affordable housing is the, the largest challenge we're facing. Um, and it's a difficult solution. There's a, it's a difficult problem to solve. But um, so we struggle these days helping families move out of shelter into their own home because there's not a great supply and the supply that's available they can't afford. Mm. So we like to give our nonprofit guests an opportunity to share what their call to action is because it could look different for all the different nonprofits that we, that we interview. So um, the goal with the call to action is to just let our listening audience understand um, what, what your goal is moving forward. Um, what is your greatest need or, you know, what do you want people to know? So what would you say your call to action is for Family Promise of Waukesha? So I want to start with, with this idea. Um, I think what I'm about to say is an obstacle for people getting involved in um, Family Promise or involved with helping families who are experiencing homelessness. And that is 
kind of the judgments we make or the assumptions we make about families. We think that um, they must be struggling with an addiction issue um, or they must be lazy or there must be something else that has led to them experiencing homelessness. And as I mentioned earlier, that's just not the case. I have found that the families that we work with, you have to be extremely strong to go through this. You have to be extremely resilient. Um, I remember there was a, a family who, um, they were making great progress, they're moving along, and something as simple as their car breaking down, and all of a sudden they have this expense that put them back at square one. So they're in the shelter, they know now that that money they had been saving for their security deposit, their first month's rent, is gonna to go to a car repair. An immediate need that they have, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, if they don't make that car repair, they're not gonna be able to get to work, they're gonna lose their job, so it's they don't really have the option of not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I felt like I got kicked in the stomach when this happened for her. I can't imagine what she was experiencing. And to me, it was so inspiring. She didn't give up, she didn't quit, she knew she had to do this for her family. She just started over, started saving again, kept going to work. Um, and I, I do think sometimes we think if you're experiencing something like that, that you're weak. And I find our families have been extremely strong, extremely brave, and very courageous. I don't know how I would respond if I was in that situation. Yeah. So if somebody listening wants to help in some way, what would you say is the best thing for them to do? Donate money donate supplies or you know what what are you looking for yes <laughs> yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> um, no so we're getting near the holidays and we certainly have lots of generous people come forward more often at the end of the year than you know in the middle of july and i don't think we're unique in that but um they want to help with gifts for the the children um and things like that and that's definitely needed but often we get overwhelmed with that quite frankly what our families need the most is a home and for us we provide that home by offering an apartment and so there's expenses that go with that um, we also help people stay in their home by paying their utility or their their rent and there's expenses that go with that so when we think of a financial donation um, sometimes it doesn't seem all that glamorous but you are giving people a home when you do that, when you donate to Family Promise, and that's, that's enormous. There's also opportunities for uh, you to get involved as a volunteer. Um, we need people to help make meals. Um, we need people to help around our offices, our day center where families come. Um, so there's lots of opportunities and needs that way. Always need supplies donated too. Um, gift cards are extremely helpful. Um, so those are just a few of the ways that uh, we'd love to have people get involved. You know, one of the things that really impressed me when I started working at Family Promise, as you had mentioned earlier, our original model of caring for families was to partner with churches. There was such a sense of ownership for this organization that the volunteers had. We were a really lean organization. It was myself and a case manager and about 1,300 volunteers when we were at our peak. Wow, um, okay. It was just this sense of, in Waukesha County, we're not going to accept homelessness. We're not going to tolerate this. We're going to respond. And um, so we, we, we love that about us. We love that grassroots history of our organization. And, you know, if you're willing to volunteer, we'll find a place for you for sure. Okay. Wow, great stuff. Well, if, if someone's listening and wants to hop on it right away, which we're hoping, um, where are you located physically? So if somebody wants to drop something off there, 
and uh, also what's the best way to reach out to you um, to get more information about the organization? Yeah, so we're located in downtown Waukesha now. Um, it's 139 East North Street. Um, we're between Walgreens and the bus terminal, if that helps you on, um, in Waukesha. Um, but you can also get more information about us on our website, www.familypromisewaukeshawwi.org. One more time. www.familypromisewaukeshawwi.org. Okay, wonderful. And I assume you have a Facebook page too, correct? Yes, we do. Okay, so people can probably just Google Family Promise of Waukesha yeah. and they'll get some good information, yes. right? Yes, okay. absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Joe, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your passion and your mission and why you do what you do and how you help people uh, in Waukesha County. So thank you. Thank you, Jill. This is a great opportunity. Thanks for giving us this chance. You are welcome. Absolutely welcome. Well, the biggest challenge facing Family Promise, as Joe said, is finding housing for families. As he mentioned earlier, uh, there are 26 units available for every 100 households that need affordable housing. So the math just doesn't add up. There's a disparity there. A family may be working to get back on their feet, but even when they're doing everything that they can, there's just simply not enough units available. So stay tuned because when we return, you're going to learn about a partnership that Family Promise has that's going to help with the situation. So don't go away, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And in my next segment, I'm talking to Melissa Sonko, CEO of Habitat for Humanity, Waukesha County. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. So what brought you to Habitat for Humanity? Oh, it's a kind of a funny story. I was a college student at Marquette, and I volunteered with the Habitat chapter with Marquette. And uh, one summer, my friend, um, Kelly, was like, I want to do something different this summer. And instead of, you know, just kind of bumming around and, you know, staying at our parents' house, we decided to raise money to go on a Habitat for Humanity International Global Village trip where we went to Africa. And so my oh, wow. friend and I, <laughs> we, we raised money from the Jesuits and our parents and our grandparents and friends, and we spent two weeks building homes with Habitat for Humanity International on a global village trip in Zambia. And I joke on that trip, I caught the habititis. <laughs> And uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's highly transmissible, though. Um, and I've been, you know, just part of the habitat story ever since. And I've been spreading the habitatus. And I just, there's something about being on the build site, working with volunteers, working elbow to elbow with the family. The smell of sawdust, you know, the <laughs> the sound of saws in the background, raising a wall together, painting a room. It just, for me, it just all comes together, and it's it's like the essence of community. Mm. Um, and so I, I'm just happy that 20 years ago I went on that trip um, with my friend Kelly and had the opportunity to work for two different affiliates and now uh, leading the Waukesha County affiliate. Wow. 
It sounds to me like you'd be very at home having an MRI because so many people say when you have an MRI, it's like hammers in the background. <laughs> so you'd be totally at home with that. Um, many people are familiar with Habitat for Humanity. I mean, most people have, have heard about the organization. Um, what do you think is, is the biggest myth about Habitat? The great news is Habitat for Humanity has kind of a household name. However, there's, you know, Every day I meet somebody who thinks, yeah, Habitat, you give homes away, right? And it's just not true. Um, and and it's, it couldn't be further from the truth, actually. When Habitat started, we would build the home, we would sell the home, and then we would actually service the mortgage for families. Um, but now we partner with financial institutions, and actually the homeowners purchase homes uh, with us, and their uh, mortgage payments and escrow and insurance don't exceed 30% of their income. Okay. Um, Which and Joe talked a little bit about before. He did, yeah. About, 30% yeah. is really kind of that magic number of what okay. you should be spending on housing. Um, and so we partner with banks and financial institutions, and homeowners build equity and you know intergenerational wealth and things like that. And we really consider our program a hand up and not a hand out. Mm, very nice. Well, you heard and are well aware of the statistics we've been sharing, right? 23% of Waukesha County living at or below the poverty level, 46% in the city of Waukesha. Um, would you say that we're suffering from a housing crisis? Absolutely. I was just at an event recently, and Mayor Riley would agree that we are we're in a housing crisis, an, an affordability crisis. You know, it just the American dream is is so common, and people want people expect you know to be able to achieve that dream of homeownership, and so Habitat for Humanity is really able to be the solution to affordable housing and the issues that exist. You know, prices are, they're eclipsing $400,000 to buy a new home in Waukesha County, and that's just not affordable. Um, for, for a community to thrive, we really have to have folks at all income spectrums. You know, we need to have folks who, are like our Habitat homeowners, are driving buses, they're working in health care, they work in education. They work in our public school system. Um, they're, you know, administrative assistants. They work in um, hospitals and things like that. And so we want to be able to provide housing for people to be able to live in our community that they work in. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really important to see that we are able to provide a solution um, to some of the things Joe was saying about, you know, stability and things like that. Well, speaking of being a solution, then let's let's uh, piggyback on that. How is Habitat the solution to the affordable housing crisis, or at least one of the solutions? Yeah, the the reality is in in the with prices so high on construction materials, with land costs so expensive in Waukesha County, you know, for profit developers really have a trouble making and building homes to make the numbers work for affordable housing. So that's where Habitat is uniquely positioned to be the solution for providing affordable housing. Because volunteers build about 80% of our homes, we don't have the cost of labor that uh, developers do. Um, and then we get a tremendous amount of materials donated to build the home. So that also brings the cost down as well. So we really are in a unique position to be able to serve the need um, and be able to provide home ownership for folks that are, 
you know, low and moderate income. Well, talk a little bit more about what you you just alluded to before. The you're not giving them away. People are involved, but you're saying the the home uh, the people that will occupy the home are actually helping to build the home. Right. Yes. What equity? That's another thing people maybe know a little bit about for Habitat for Humanity. Um, sweat equity is, is really kind of one of the secret sauces for Habitat. So The secret sauce yeah, for so H4H. If you think about owning a home, there's, there's a lot of responsibility there. And so if you've lived in an apartment all your life, you don't necessarily know about cleaning gutters or even how to start a lawnmower or paint uh, properly because there is a right way to do that. Uh, and so sweat equity allows the homeowner to learn some skills that will become come handy for when they're homeowners. It also allows them to get to know the volunteers that we work with and kind of build relationships and build community. Um, it also is just an ability to connect with our program, meet each other. Homeowners are building their neighbors' homes in many cases. Mm. Um, so it's you're going to be next door neighbors, so you it, might as well get to know each other. And doing that on the build site uh, and working with volunteers who know a lot about building homes and maintaining them, uh, sweat equity is really a great opportunity to do that. And don't you think that people take better care of what they own? I mean, again, if you're living in an apartment, you're going to you'll take care of it. But I think there's something about owning it that that just makes people um, maybe it's a pride thing. You know, they just want to take better care of something that they actually own. Absolutely. There's definitely a pride in ownership. And I know when I talk to homeowners before they're getting ready to move in, I was like, what are you most excited about? And most times they're most excited about a backyard and uh. having, being able to get a dog or something like that or painting their room like black or blue or something wild. Um, because, you know, a whole the children having their first room, right? You know, maybe they had to share with their sibling of an opposite sex or something, and, and that's really not an ideal situation. And so um, being able to get to know the family where their child's going to have a room for the first time, and then you're kind of like, okay, what what are you going to – it's going to be LOL dolls, and I'm going to paint my walls pink with pink curtains, and I'm going to have a bunk bed, or, you know, the older children where they can have some space to have an own desk. So they can do their homework and quiet and they don't have to do it at the kitchen table where there's, you know, a lot going on. And so kind of making it their own, um, whether it's inside or outside. And that's the nice thing about single family homes is you really have sort of that indoor outdoor space to really thrive and have a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. And again, I think many of us take it for granted. You know, you take it for granted that you live in, you own your home and that you live in a great area. And understanding that not everybody has that um, uh, that the pleasure of doing that but you guys both both organizations are helping to change that which is wonderful you know so so having that American dream and purchasing your own home that it seems elusive to many people in Waukesha County doesn't it? I mean Habitat for Humanity is certainly uh, uh, part of the solution as you talked about uh, before but you're actually embarking on your biggest project ever that's going to help with that. So we're actually going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned because we're going to hear all about this big project that uh, Melissa is going to share. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. 
with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking with Melissa Sonko, CEO of Habitat for Humanity, Waukesha County. So, Melissa, Habitat for Humanity, Waukesha, is embarking on their biggest project ever. So what can you tell us about it? It's so exciting. You know, we talked about the housing affordability crisis, and at Habitat Waukesha, we decided we needed to do something about it. We needed to draw a line in the sand. We needed to take a big step forward, and so we were able to do that. So our board volunteers decided we were going to build our first ever subdivision. Mm-hmm. Um, so we purchased uh, an entire city block uh, near downtown Waukesha, just about a mile from our, all the work we've done off of White Rock um, in a beautiful neighborhood of Broadway Heights. So it's the f- site of the former Aeroshade facility. A lot of people know that area. It's surrounded by beautiful homes, some historic homes. It's just a stone's throw from Buckner Park and Pool, which is a beautiful amenity right along the bike trail near Hadfield Elementary School. So it's, it's a beautiful three-and-a-half-acre site um, where we just can't wait to put in a subdivision. So it'll be the biggest project we've ever done. Um, we're going to be building 20 homes. So it'll be 16 single-family homes and two duplex-style homes. And that we, do, we build duplexes so we can serve as many families sure. as possible. And not everybody needs you know, a single-family house. Um, we're, our plan is to build six homes a year over the next three years, and we've already started. The ground is broken. Um, we have the sewer and the laterals and all that important stuff in, and we're actually going to break ground on building, putting in two foundations here before the snow flies. Um, and it's, it's exciting. It's really the next chapter of Habitat for Humanity of Waukesha County. We've done some great work uh, at the former YWCA uh, Dunbar Oaks. Uh, we've built beautiful homes along White Rock as you drive into downtown Waukesha, and we're looking forward to helping build even more homes uh, to serve needy families and deserving families. Wow. So uh, that's really something. 20 new homes three uh, over the next three years. So is that your ultimate goal, though, is to have like these subdivisions? You know, where do you see Habitat going next? The need is, is so great, and Waukesha County really is such a large uh, service area. So we really hope that by 2033, so if you can think that far out, almost just about 10 years from now, by 2033, we want to be building 20 homes a year, doing 30 repairs a year, because we do repair existing homeowners' homes. That's a program we have in three communities. So we've done the majority of our work in the city of Waukesha, and we're not going anywhere. We continue mm-hmm. to do that. But we really want to look at the other communities uh, within the within Waukesha County that we can serve as well. Um, and so 2033, you'll get 20 homes a year, 30 repairs in three communities. So if you put that together, you get the year 2033. Wow. You've got a lot of, lot of things cooking over the next decade, which is exciting. Um, how, how, again, we talk about how the community can assist or how can they be involved. I mean, that's why we do the show, because we want to first inform, but we also want to inspire people. Uh, and we also want to have um, 
give listeners a way that they them they themselves can make an impact. And so if you if someone came up to you and said, Melissa, I want to help, what can I do? That's really exciting with Habitat because we are volunteers are the lifeblood of our organization. And so volunteers is a great way to get involved. We're 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 really recruiting what we call saints. Uh, saints are volunteers who come out two or three days a week. They kind of serve for intensive purposes as our laborers. So we call them saints because they come to the build site religiously. Okay. And, you know, they <laughs> we look up to them and they're really uh, wonderful. So a lot of folks are retired folks in the community or folks. You know, we have people who are stay-at-home moms or just different um, folks who – commit to being on the build site multiple days a week and so they are the folks who really know how to build a home and they didn't necessarily come to us with that knowledge so we're looking for folks to join the group of saints Um, we have one day volunteer opportunities all the time where companies will come out and volunteer and swing a hammer raise a wall have that habitatus experience i had 20 (laughs) years ago uh, and really enjoy it we also have uh, volunteers at our restore so uh, maybe listeners have seen it or haven't seen our ReStore, um, where it's a building materials, furniture, and appliances store uh, where we take donations. And, and the is do- it the only one in Waukesha? Yes, that's okay. the only one in Waukesha. We take donations and then we sell them to the general public, and the profit we make from those um, sales supports our mission. So it's a great way to save the environment, reuse, reduce, recycle, and also generate revenue for Habitat for Humanity so we can continue to build homes. So the volunteers um, predominantly run the restore. Of course, we have staff and things like that. So there's a number of volunteer opportunities and ways uh, folks can get involved with Habitat that you don't have to have any experience. That, that may be a misnomer as well. You know, you've got to become a, coming from the trades and we can teach you everything you need to know. Just show up, and we'll even provide you a hammer the first time. Oh, there you go. Yes, the song, If I Had a Hammer, starts ringing through my, <laughs> through my head. Um, what about donating? I'm mm-hmm. sure you love people that are just looking for that donate button and can just click and, and – uh, I mean, we don't we don't minimize that because that certainly is wonderful. You know, we talk about how uh, it's it's so much better if you can be the boots on the ground and getting involved with with the actual serving uh, of of other people. But donating is a big thing too. So, do you guys have that big donate button somewhere out on your website? Absolutely. the 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 neat thing about donating to Habitat is it's it's really obvious what we're doing with your money. You know, you can drive past the houses and you can, you know, kind of see the folks going in and out as you're driving by. Um, and so even on the website, you can see what $250 will get you. You know, you'll buy 20 boxes of nails or things like that. Um, so we always are, of course, taking donations. Um, one way that's really unique is uh, companies can sponsor a house. So say, you know, you want to have employees involved with the whole process you want to put the first floor on and you want to hand over the keys to the homeowners Uh, we have opportunities for companies to sponsor a habitat house and be actually be involved from beginning to end that sounds like hand over the keys so we could have an ellen becker house you could have an ellen becker house wow that sounds cool okay i talk run that up the the flagpole see if (laughs) if that sounds inviting um because we do obviously uh, give back in a number of different ways uh, at Ellen Becker, and we do uh, company-wide um, 
uh, we take a day or an afternoon to go volunteer, and so that might be something that uh, that we can look into. I, I gave Joe an opportunity to share his call to action, uh, Joe from Family Promise. What would you say, Melissa, is your call to action for Habitat for Humanity, Waukesha County? You know, as we approach Giving Tuesday and, you know, everyone's gathered around the kitchen table having your Thanksgiving dinner and thinking about going shopping on Black Friday or, you know, getting out there. I, and I just want folks to think about what does home mean to them? And, and if you're, if you've had, you know, wonderful experience and you're lucky enough to own a home, you're lucky enough to have that American dream, consider Habitat for Humanity of Waukesha County in your giving and your charitable contributions for this year, especially as we think about Giving Tuesday and giving back and when you're having those conversations with your family about what are the organizations you want to support, I hope folks will know about the exciting progress and future that Habitat for Humanity Waukesha has ahead of us. Uh, so think about us, uh, contribute, make a donation, hit that button, um, and more importantly as well, think about volunteering. Okay, wonderful. Well. I want to thank my guest today, uh, Melissa Sonko, CEO of Habitat for Humanity, Waukesha County. Thanks for joining the interview today. Thank you. You're it was welcome. a pleasure. You're welcome. And also Joe Nettesheim, Executive Director from Family Promise of Waukesha. So thank you both for advocating for and serving the 23% of Waukesha County residents and 46% of the city of Waukesha. Uh, for a number of different reasons, um, find them the, the residents that that find themselves at or below the the poverty level for a number of different reasons, and unable to secure adequate housing for themselves and their families. If you would like further information about what we talked about today, I encourage you to reach out to Family Promise or Habitat for Humanity Waukesha County for more information. If you'd like to recommend a nonprofit or would like to be considered yourself as a guest on our show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community on News Talk 1130 WISN. You can tune in on your radio or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. And you can now listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. By tuning in uh, every week to our show, you'll learn about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a wonderful place to work and call home. Decide if and how you want to provide help and hope and support in any number of ways for people in need. Use your time, your talent, and your resources, and your service mindset to make a difference in the life of another. I'm sure anything you will do will be appreciated. So find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening today, and have a great day.